the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Yes, I know all about it. It's a very, very, very sad day, and not just for the owners of In-N-Out Burger. Meatloaf and Louis Anderson, dead. Mortadel, finito. They had a wonderful life. They did something with their lives. Capitalists, entertainers, and good all-around guys. And the good news is they don't have to see the implosion of America under Biden feudalism. We do, though. So when the market goes down 450 points and oil goes up, quality of your life goes from thriving to surviving, that's how you know a Democrat's in charge of anything. Because that's what they do. Fail, and not even with style, but with lies. So I don't want to spend too much time on the dead. After all, from various religions, want me to believe they're finally in the only place socialism works. So good luck to them. I hope they have a wonderful eternity and everybody gets along. And now you have Meatloaf along with Betty White to sing a duet. There you go. Hell of a year. Biden's in charge. And uh, you always know there's a Democrat in charge when you hear someone dies and you think those lucky bastards. Here we go with Biden and more lies. He's still around along with many of the decrepit senators and congresspeople destroying our country. We can do it without increasing inflation or the deficit. 17 Nobel laureates in economics. Now, you know, I forgot how many Nobel laureates. They didn't have the Nobel Prize, I don't think, in World War II. But a lot of PhDs, a lot of educated son-of-a-guns made up the first Third Reich. Those son-of-a-guns were dead wrong, too. See, what the Democrat mafia likes to do is to pretend by them destroying your country and your currency with debt You're going to love it. It's going to create jobs. You're going to love it. But here's the reality. We've been corrupting and corporatizing capitalism for decades. It's not just Joe Biden, although he's been there as a senator with his mouth open and his pants down for 50 years making things worse. But we've been doing this for decades. Joe Biden just represents the dumbest person to be in charge of the country. And what you're going to see after, what are we at? We're at a year and a day of this stupid son of a dog taking over. Next three years are going to be a lot more like today, and you're going to hear a lot more of this BS. We wrote a letter to me recently affirming that this bill would reduce inflationary pressures on the economy. Now, you know who he's talking to? He's not talking to economists. He's not even talking to citizens. He's talking to political whores called mayors, mainly Democrat scumbags. Oh, yes, they are. The scary kind, too. The kind who could scare a bulldog off a meat truck like Lori Lightfoot, among others. And she's in there nodding her head because what she knows about economics is about the same thing she knows about dresses and high heels. Absolutely nothing. Reduce it. By the way, by the way, it's entirely paid for every single penny. 
And there he is with the pedophile whisper that I always find really convincing. Just whisper in the mic like you're trying to tell your niece, don't tell anybody. Just keep that up. It's working real well, stupid. And not a single person making less than $400,000 a year will pay a single additional penny in federal taxes. Unless you want to buy anything. Unless you morons want to buy anything, you're not going to pay a single thing. See, because what they understand is inflation is their only way out. Inflation and a war, and he's working on that too. Oh, but he is. And don't worry, he's not looking to win. He's just looking to divert attention. And in his mind, in the Democrat mind, I mean, isn't a war just something that creates jobs? Jobs. And I was kidding Pat earlier. I said, I may need a job. And he, he said, well, it's not bad. He started over 100000 bucks on the line. I thought I got to get some training. But look. <laughs> oh, my God. What a what an absolute embarrassment. What an absolute embarrassment. Let's hear this. Oh, God. And I was kidding Pat earlier. I said, I may need a job. And he, he said, well, it's not bad. He started over 100000 bucks on the line. I thought I got to get some training. But look. At at, at the singular, Uh look, to be able to say Uh made in Ohio. Yeah, that's that's brilliant to be able to say made in Ohio. I have said since the beginning when it was clear and present that the worst pick of the litter, the diaper wearer, the dementia Joe was going to be the pick. You do know what he's about. You do know that he doesn't care about made in Ohio. This son of a dog is owned by foreign adversaries. Yes, he is. Because I've been reading everything for as long as I could remember. And that's why I hate a Democrat. Hate a Democrat. They are the most obvious, most corrupt, most incompetent form of American on in this country. Bar none. And everyone said, oh, no, you're a conspiracy nut. You're a conspiracy theorist. And I knew that the FBI also known as Forever Bothering Italians, had the laptop for two years and did absolutely nothing with it. Thank God the hard drive was copied when the crack smoker dropped off his computer to be repaired, and it was copied by both the shop owner and it was given to Rudy Giuliani. Thank God, because it's that hard drive that we now have absolute prima facie evidence. Now, I don't think anything will happen from it, because as we know, the FBI is but an apparatchik of the Democrat mafia. But sooner or later, this may be something important. Now, this Fox Business exclusive, Hunter Biden and a former Biden aide invested in two Chinese companies with ties to the top levels of the Chinese Communist Party and its military. Emails show that as recent as 2017, Hunter's private equity firm held a 5% stake in Harv's amusement parks. And in- now, now, do you think Hunter negotiated this in between crack binges and whore parties when exactly did he negotiate all of his proprietary knowledge to partner up with the chinese communist party to have an investment firm hmm. that seems normal see if you're an ohio democrat or one of those ghetto roaches in chicago who can't wait to vote democrat that doesn't matter to you you're not offended by that you just want to get a job with it because we know what you are in Harv's sports and entertainment. Both are backed by China's development bank tied to the Chinese military. The emails added that Harv's was partnering with NBA stars Magic Johnson and LeBron James in 2016 to host an... Boy, oh boy. Magic Johnson, he looks better after AIDS than he did before. As for LeBron James, he just looks stupid all the time. 
NBA global game in China. In 2020, Harbs announced it was partnering with NBA China to bring basketball-themed entertainment centers to the country. No wonder LeBron James is always apologizing for the CCP. The revelation coming as more are asking for answers from the Secret Service. On Hunter- Didn't Magic Johnson make his first $100 million with rent the centers? You know, when he rented to minority communities furniture from Ikea that wasn't worth $500 for $700 a month. I'll tell you what, these guys are wonderful. They're capitalists, I guess. That's the Democrat version of capitalism. When you rob people and deceive them and lie to them and partner with foreign adversaries of America. That's Bidenomics. And after all, it does explain why he's touting the bipartisan infrastructure bill throughout the land. Because mayors know the measure of success isn't scoring partisan points. It's did you fix the problem? Did you fix it? Seriously, think about it. Did you fix the problem? Infrastructure. (laughs) I want to know to all of the Democrat scoundrels, what problem have you ever fixed? You can't fix a fracking pothole, scumbag. But you can hire a company to fill it 18 times and overbill the people 30 times. Morons. The law is a perfect example of what we can achieve when we tackle problems the way mayors do. Everybody in America, everybody in America knows we've fallen behind in infrastructure. So we came together, Democrats and Republicans, and did something about it. A number of really brave, and I'm not being facetious, and I say the brave Republicans stood up and joined us in a bipartisan effort. Okay. Takes a great man to overcome dementia. Joe's not a great man. And he's uh, celebrating with Democrat scourge frauds, most of whom are probably under indictment in a just society. But in this society, they get reelected and they're touting the accomplishments of one point nine trillion, which by the time they're done will be two point seven trillion. And they're touting accomplishments that haven't yet happened. But my favorite part of the clip is coming up. And I want to see if you all remember how successful this was under Barack Obama to get it done. And by the way, I want to thank you all. Yeah. More than 360 of you signed a letter to sent to me that we were trying to get this legislation passed. 360 what? of you. What'd you say, stupid? You lobbied Congress to get it done. And it's the reason it got done. Not a joke. It's the reason it got done because of you. Right, give yourself a round of applause, scumbags. There are a lot of people who wanted to vote for it, but they had a lot of pressure not to vote for it for political reasons. Yeah. But because of you, they voted for it. We got it done. Because they, they get know. They Kinzinger and they the other Republican scum. How it goes in your cities to determine how their states go. And now after years of dead ends and broken promises, not only has infrastructure week finally arrived. This means the money's getting kicked out. And now all their contributors, they're licking their chops, boy. This is when drinks are on the house. Let's go, mafia wannabes. Making a stool into a thimble in one squat at Tom's Steakhouse. But we can literally, because you look forward to an infrastructure decade. That's not hyperbole. Back in 2009, when President Obama asked me to lead the recovery effort, which was an $800 billion effort, $800 billion boondoggle, and the money was stolen. Good thing a Democrat can't read or remember, because they'd be offended by this buffoon touting that failure. But that failure is going to pale in comparison to the one that is more than two times bigger. Well, that's inflation. See, in 2009, 
$2 was probably the equivalent of $4 today. So they had to fluff it because they did enough damage under the Obama years that even four years of Trump really couldn't fix. And don't worry, just a year of old Biden, and you've already taken a hit today, if you're willing and courageous enough to look in your 401k that you probably can't imagine. So I have a simple question before uh, you call, 312-642-5600. Have you had enough of winning, or are you thirsty for more? 312-642-5600. Or do you really envy Louis Anderson and Meatloaf just a little bit, because after all, they're swimming with Betty White. We'll be back after this. I really did love. Them. I really did. I loved them in everything. You know, Meatloaf was in sixty-five movies over. So that would be sixty-six. Um, I, I I always loved them, really. And and Louis Anderson couldn't help but look at that Pritzker workout partner and laugh. I thought he was very funny. I really did. So we have a uh, lineup change, and I want to announce it because I see we only have two calls, and I don't want Misty Callahan to have her last day be her easiest day. Misty Callahan will be moving on, and she has a promotion. It will be me. Bunny has the day off, which I really don't like this day off. I have a party to go to kind of thing, but that's all right. It'll be me, Bunny, and Squirrel Hands Pete. So we're really looking forward to working with you next week. Oh, my God. And uh, give Misty a call. Tell her how much you love her. Now let's go to the lines. Mike in Union. Oh, Sean, God bless you. I love when you bring up the Marlowe's Park references top steakhouse. I want to give a little shout-out to Representative Kensinger. Tell him, hey, thanks a lot. While you're eating at Tom's, maybe we can go to Jack in the Box over there by Lake Street, speak to the clown. Sure, uh, sure. Thanks a lot, brother. Keep up the good work. And, and, you know, Sean, one more thing. Yeah. You know, conservative talk radio used to be what you are right now. So don't stop, bro. Keep rolling, all right? I really appreciate it, Mike. Thank you very much. He wanted to make a reference to Mark Kirk saying Adam Kinzinger was like Mark Kirk, we'd have to ask Mike Quigley. I hear he can identify birthmarks on Mark Kirk. Now I think he's working on Pete Silvestri's birthmarks. Corey Woodlawn. Hey, Sean. Good afternoon. Good evening. Uh, you know, you are so right about these individuals, man. This is nothing but a scam. They're running the same scam in Woodlawn, trying to turn over 52 city lots to developers to rebuild Robert Taylor, Icky Homes, Stateway Gardens. It's like they just don't stop. They're destroying Corey. our lives, literally. When I think of these scams, I think of them as if I was a kid and was trying to start out. And I think of them because I grew up with a mother that never saw a bill she could pay and never had a bad, never in a bad mood. I never saw my mother in a bad mood. But my point is, the reason was is because she had optimism in the honesty of this country. She had optimism in the integrity. She was one of those people that believed the FBI wasn't working hand in glove with corrupt politicians. She And, you know, now what we know, Corey, is it is one giant scam on us, the honest man. It's the honest man that the government uses its failures against. It's why they guarantee they have to take 50% of your income. It's the honest man that doesn't stand a chance in a corrupt society where gangsters are not bookmakers and loan sharks. Gangsters are your aldermen, your politicians, your mayor, your representatives, the, the school board. I'm so sick and tired of it, Corey. And I'm going to tell you this, brother, because I mean it. You don't have to live like that. It's not like that all over the world. It's not like that all over oh, the country. I know that. It's not like that all I, over I, the country. And you and your family deserve better. So if, a, if, if Democrats are going to be the way of Illinois, then get the hell out. I, I, I have a friend of mine that's trying to change things. He's an optimist. He's a wonderful guy. I'm not optimistic in the citizen anymore. And in my opinion, if Gary Rabine doesn't become the nominee and win, I'm not kidding you. You come down by me. You call me. 
You send me an email. We'll figure something out. We'll get you down to Florida, all right? All right. Thanks, Sean. Because you got to rescue people. you got to rescue people who are hopeless. See, when you were a Soviet, you could break out and go to a better country. When you're trapped in a Soviet system in America, you got to break out of that logistic nightmare and get away from the Democrats because they like the scam. They're celebrating it. Joe Biden is celebrating the scam. He's celebrating the $800 billion that they squandered and clearly were caught paying off contributors under the Obama administration. He's promising to double the money. And they don't go to jail. Look at how in the world could his crackhead son both have this agreement with China, Ukraine, and a Moscow mayor's wife gave him three and a half million. Why? Because she liked his movies, his porno movies with the young girls. Is that why? I'm so sick and tired of the FBI going after Project Veritas and not the Biden Crime Inc. Wake up. But did they go after Madigan? Did they go after Madigan 50 years of the Madigan Mafia that destroyed the once great city of Chicago? Did they go after any of them? No. But they all have those Irish names. Maybe they're from the same pub. Nick Kenosha. Hey, how are you, Sean? Good, how are you? I was I was I was really sad to hear it's Misty's last day. I've been listening to uh well even back when it was Joe Walsh so, so for quite a few years and she's so always done a great this, job. Nick. So when she was when I was filling in for that <laughs> Irish gypsy, that scumbag Walsh, when I was filling in for that piece of dung, I recognized Misty okay. was the uh traffic girl, if I'm not mistaken. And she okay. used to laugh and I called her Betty Rubble. I single-handedly recruited <laughs> Misty Callahan. I take full credit for her very successful career. So thank you very much. <laughs> All right. I appreciate, appreciate it. Thank you. Everybody loves Misty Callahan. She's wonderful and sweet, and she's too sweet. Robert in Bloomingdale. You're absolutely right, Sean. We're going to miss Misty. She's a nice person, very yes, sweet. Yes, she is. Yeah. The reason I was calling is, did you hear, first of all, that uh, Shaney is getting backing from the Democratic radicals for her re-election no. campaign? I heard that on, uh, we heard that on Sebastian Gorka. And what, why, why are these people doing this? Like Adam Kissinger, here's a guy, he could be a con, he's a young fellow, nice looking, he could be in there for life in a conservative district, and you throw it all away. Why, why, why are they, why are they so stupid to do stuff money, like that? Money, money, money. You know what John Boehner's worth? Do you know what these Congress birthing people and corrupt scum like yeah. Boehner? You know, and they're worth tens, if not hundreds of millions. This is one giant money laundering scheme we pretend is a political system. Why is he doing it? He's going to go on to greatness in the lobbying world on K Street, where that moron, that failure, who was supposed to be part of the Tea Party, sat idly by and achieved absolutely nothing except bringing home the bacon to the people who contributed to his campaign, except for the regular people. Now, if you owned a big company and you really donated to his PAC, believe me, you're going to get kicked back in this infrastructure boondoggle. Because, see, a corrupt man doesn't look at a scam and say, cut it out. They say, cut it out or cut me in. And Let that's me ask you this question. Yeah. Can I ask you one more quick question? Sure. But why, why would you, how could you sleep at night and sell your soul to the devil and be able to sleep at night, look at yourself shaving in the morning and stuff, knowing that you sold your soul out for special interest groups over the, the poor working person or the farmer. You, you, I just you, can't you, under- sleep, you sleep like the Democrat Swalwell on a Chinese hooker spy. That's how you sleep. You get awful tired after those $700 an hour hookers. 
642-5600. We'll be right back. Amish Texter just sent me a picture of Ann B. Davis's bowling ball and the rest of us. What a great, great time that was. And I was thinking about Corey and Woodlawn, and I'm thinking about all of the ways in which they trap good people in these government-created, government-controlled ghettos around the city of Chicago, around America, around the world, for that matter. And that is they buy people off with welfare. They tell them not to work. They incentivize them not to work. So they do not have the mobility. That is the trick. Pay the rent. Offset the inflation of food by raising the cost of food stamps or the price of food stamps. This is um, a trick that the Democrats know. But I think they, um, they underestimate people. I really do. I hope they do. And I hope that the Democrat people take a look at what the Biden administration really represents. And I don't just mean absolute half a century failure. But what I do mean is absolute half a century corruption. And I do hope there's enough good people who want a different alternative than to be either in a street gang or in a government gang. They're both equally corrupt. One's just a little more obvious about it. Carl in LaGrange. Hey, John. Hey, how are you? Um, hey, yesterday I came home, I got a letter from the IRS, and I never get letters from the IRS, and it's like, I have one daughter that qualified for the child tax credit. Uh-huh. I never asked for it, didn't want it. You didn't have and to. And it's saying, I got I got to claim it on my taxes now. I'm going to mm-hmm. get taxed on that. And it says, oh, the Family Relief Act, Family Relief Act that you get taxed on. And uh, I'm just wondering, is everybody getting taxed on it? Is yes. it based on yes. income level? Is, and I want, you know, you, you give me an opportunity to discuss something that is my main group <clears throat> with all government spending. They're taxing welfare. So think about how diabolical this is. They don't have any money. The way in which they kick those checks out to you is through increasing debt. Okay, they're redistributing debt, not money, because the money that they have is already going into programs that are that are bankrupting us. So they create debt, they send it to you, then they tax it, right? And then they consider the revenue from that tax as if they put it in the plus column when it's a double negative. And that is a Ponzi scheme, Carl. And that is why this country is bankrupt. And that is why what they don't want to talk about when we talk about foreign policies is that the politicians have destroyed the respectability of the dollar and that there is no reason on God's green earth why a dollar this corrupted, controlled by a government this corrupted, should be the world currency. And if we are not the world currency, we will be in a war, number one. But number two, brother, we will be Venezuelans overnight. So, Carl... I feel your pain. That's the problem. And that's why they didn't give you the option to opt out. That's why they just sent it out based on two-year-ago tax returns. It's really a disgrace and it's a scam, but they're hoping to corrupt the nation. And they will. Thank you very much, Carl. And this is what I mean by this. I play this girl a lot. She is the welfare girl who has her own YouTube channel. The welfare girl's YouTube channel has grown significantly in in this month. I believe she's over 600,000 subscribers, five or 600,000. Hey guys, it's your girl Shalane. I'm back today with another video. In today's video, we're going to be discussing the able-bodied adults without dependence program. Now guys, this program allows you to receive SNAP benefits if you do not have children, but only for a limited time. So if you want to know how you can receive EBT without having kids, you already know what to do. 
Stay tuned. Your girl's got you covered. Now, if this is your first time tuning into my channel, hi, hello, hey, friends. My name is Shalay, and here on this channel, we discuss shopping, saving, and everything in between. I would love to have you a part of my internet family. Super easy. Click the big old red subscribe button down below when you're in, just like that. Is it welfare fun? It's like a party. Welfare is like a party. And now under the Biden welfare scheme, you just have to be breathing. And you get it. You need a little welfare? Sign up. Click the red button. I'll teach you how to use it for shopping and all other kind of fun things. And this is how they keep voters. And by the way, this goes to illegal immigrants. Even the ones that don't want to turn themselves in to get the arrest paper so they could travel on airlines, which is an absolute slap in the face. But that's what Democrats do. They reward the criminal and they victimize the innocent. That's a Democrat leader for you. Keep voting Democrat. I dare you. Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, to my buddy in Bloomingdale that asked uh, how do these uh, congressmen and senators sleep at night? They uh -huh. sleep like babies because they don't have a conscience. Do you remember Dan Rostenkowski? He used to bring home the bacon. He used to brag and laugh about how much money he brought back to Illinois, but we never saw a dime of it. Except I'm tell all the you, buildings that had his name on it. I'm going to tell you a story about a scumbag from Melrose Park. Scumbag that I tolerated his presence because his, his uh, relation through marriage was, was a, a friend of mine. And, and doing a deal with me. And I, I had respect for this guy. So I tolerated this scumbag friend of his. He went to prison, legitimately went to prison, because he was in on that government mafia. And he got caught with his hand in the cookie jar stealing from seniors. And he did the, the old Valachi and he ratted out a bunch of other scumbags, which I don't care. Good for you. Rat all the scumbags out in the world. He goes to jail. He does his time. He comes out. And he would come in my store and talk about how the Democrats take care of people. I'm not kidding you. The irony of a Democrat scumbag who went to jail for stealing from welfare, now touting why Democrats need to be in charge because they help the people with welfare. That's a fracking Democrat to me. And he should have ran for office. He'd have got elected again. So that's the kind of people we're dealing with. So to your point, they sleep like babies because yep. he walked around in leisure suits and pretended to be a man rather than a roach that he was. Thank you, Don. The roaches sleep well. Jim in Chicago. Oh, hi, John. You have a good weekend. You, you weren't related to uh, Big Bill Taps and the last Republican mayor, were you? No, no, although I got caught on a mini bike in River Forest. First of all, I don't think, I don't know if he's got any fruit of his loins. I think he didn't really go that way. I think uh, I got caught on a mini bike in River Forest, and a cop pulled me over. And I didn't have an ID on me. I just had like a like a, a, a gym membership. And he said, Thompson, I said, yeah, and don't make me call my governor. He's going to be, I mean, my uncle, he's going to be madder at me than you are, and he's a bigwig. That's all I said to him. And he let me go on. Yeah, good. yeah but he's not good really. For you. Good. Thank you. Good for you. Have a good weekend. All right. Thank you. <laughs> just wanted to check the lineage of my family. Mike in Schomburg. Hi. Yeah, I had to go on Obamacare when it came out for a uh -huh. year because uh -huh. my come and they subsidized me for one 12-month period. And I got the tax bill. I paid it all back because it went in, came to me as income. There's these people. Uh, they, they where are all these people paying this money back? Mike, are I, you la are you laughing now because you you were forced into this, right? 
You're forced into it. Then you yeah. get the tax. Then you get the tax bill. Now you see since since the implementation of Obamacare, insurance premiums have gone up four hundred percent. They've quadrupled. Right now, what I, their answer I is went from is five hundred to 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 two thousand. That's what I was paying, 2200 Now they subsidize people making incomes, married couples, up to 165000 in some cases. Then they tax them on that, on, that, on that subsidy. They don't call it what it is, welfare. And that's how, when people tell you half the country's on welfare, the real answer, Mike, is about 70% of this country's on welfare. Ugh. Yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. nauseating because what they know is once they got you in, your only answer for most people is to ask for it to get more and more and more. They cannot see that it is a snake eating its tail, pretending to be a hunter. Mike, I love the call. It was a trap. It is a trap. Thank you very much. It's like the Roach Motel. And they're roaches. They love it. They go in and they can never get out. That's Democrat welfare scheme. 312-642-5600. We'll be back. Yeah, we got to do it for Friday Features with me. I think he did, he's did 65 movies. Everybody should give me a meatloaf movie to watch. And I will confess to you, I've never seen Fight Club. So that's going to be the last half hour of the show, because it's Friday. We love to have a good time on Friday. I have a good time every day. I love this. I love calling out the scumbags. I love talking about those things no one wants to talk about. Like, for instance, a friend of mine sent me a, sent me a text. You know, all FBI agents aren't bad. Well, I know that. The ones that are good and the ones that go into the FBI with the idea that they're going to help the country and do what's right, they get sent to the Indian reservations, which is the worst place to be if you're an FBI agent, so that the oligarchs at the top, like Jim Comey and the rest of them, can make sure that that Irish mafia and the Marxist mafia can operate in this country with impunity. It's disgusting. Everyone knows it's a scam. The $800 billion was a scam. They stole the money 50 ways to Tuesday. Who went to jail for Solyndra? Who? Who went to jail for all of the fraud? Who's, who's under investigation for the Jane Byrne? Anybody? Anybody? Who's under investigation for all the skullduggery that is now just the Chicago way spread nationwide? Scumbags. Teresa, Gold Coast. Hey, Sean. Uh, you know, I believe you when you say that 70% of Americans are on welfare. I mean... Just look around. Help wanted signs are everywhere. They're on um, their website. They're on their Instagram. Um, I want to say something, though, about welfare. Okay. Number one, welfare should be privatized, and the people who give money to help other people should get 100% tax write-offs for all the money they give. The system would actually work honestly and help people temporarily, which is the intention of it. Right. The problem is they've made it, if you do the numbers and you have a mediocre job that you're unhappy with, if you had a husband who beat you and left you and never paid the bills and you've got kids, you have to look at the scheme, the promise of employment in this nation. Let's just talk about this for one minute. The promise of employment is the promise to pay 50% of your dollars to the government that you hate, to the government that squanders the money. So at a certain point, it's a decision of intellect. If you're only going to go get a job that makes 60000 70000 a year, and you're going to pay... 40%, 35%, 30%. Wouldn't you be better off sitting on your fat ass, watching daytime TV, and collecting $70,000 worth of benefits if you've got two kids? I guess you would, but personally I couldn't do it. Well, that's know, I I just couldn't do it. But but let's think about for just a moment that you're somebody that grew up in this government-controlled ghetto. 
You live in a ghetto yeah. your whole life. You watch how the gangs control the streets. You watch how the corrupt who are supposed to enforce the laws protect the gangs. You see that yeah. it's harder for an honest kid to walk a block than it is for a murderer to walk a mile. Think about it. True. That's True. What, that's what Chicago is called. And that's why, to me, the solution is pretend O'Leary's cow kicked the lantern over again. That's my solution. But to each their own. Thank you, Teresa. I love it very much. Bill, Southside. Hi, Bill. Call Bill. I call yeah, Bill. I got a question. With those uh, those uh, new Biden test kits, they give you two tests, and I haven't used it, but this is other people I know have. One pops up uh, negative, one pops up positive. Yeah, they've never, they've never worked. But listen to this for just a moment. If you listen to what he said, he ordered a billion tests. A billion. From China. Each each household gets four. What about the households with more than four people? Rut roll. What about the household with one person? Rut roll. You see what happens when the collective pretends to be in charge of anything? This is a guy that for 50 years couldn't get anything right except his outfits which he had his personal valet pick out for him. The people that voted for him, you deserve this America. The rest of us are victims. That's why we've got to figure out a way to not wait three years for this piece of garbage to die. Or his VP, who's really good at absolutely nothing except a lunch date. Just ask Sweet Willie Brown. Don't ask him how he got the nickname. You won't like it. She's 29. He's married in 60. Do you think she liked him because of his athletic built? Because if you haven't seen him, he looks like Uncle Woodrow from Sanford and Son. That's Willie Brown, and Kamala Harris played that card like it was aces. Did she not? You got to love Kamala Harris. And she's clearly uh, probably the most likable person in Washington, D.C. right now. She makes Hillary Clinton look warm. Let me turn things to uh, a leader who is no stranger to making history. Uh No matter what office she has held, she's always been focused on what she can accomplish for the people. Folks, uh, it is indeed my honor now to introduce, oh, well, she's not here yet, but she'll be here shortly. Um, It's going to be my honor to introduce the Vice President of the United States, but let me just also add this. Uh Uh-huh. Now get the clips for when she wants to clean the lead pipes up so I could do a Willie Brown analogy. Bill, Highland Park. Yes. Yes. Sean. Yes. I want to I want to uh, invite listeners to our rally on Sunday in Highland Park. All right, very good. What do you got going on in Highland Park? Oh, I, okay. I've got a clip from the lady it, it, in Highland Park. Hurry up. We, we've only got how much time we got? Yeah, take, take our town back. All right. Yeah, it's a rally on Sunday at 23rd uh, Port uh, Clinton Square uh-huh. at 600 East Central Avenue. And it's uh, opposing the VAX mandates at restaurants in town. Uh, Highland Park's the only city outside Cook County that decided to have a, a VAX mandate, and they just targeted the restaurants in town and no one else, and they're suffering. I. I've got the Highland Park clip from the woman who went in the restaurants. It's a great clip, Bill, and thank you for the segue. Yes. And where is it? Just give one more time so the people could hear. One more time. Okay. It's on Sunday, this Sunday, Uh 12 noon, Uh uh, Port Clinton Square, right downtown Highland Park, 600 East Central Avenue. And for more information, you can uh, also uh, email takeourtownback 
at yahoo.com. Wonderful. Bill, I got to go to the We're doing it Sunday because on Monday the city council meets again to discuss it. Wonderful. I appreciate it. I wish you the best of luck, Bill. We'll be back with your calls and comments, George. I'm going to have to get to you. I have a guest coming up you're going to love, but that'll be after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. You know, it's funny when you talk to uh, states that are run legitimately. Their biggest fear is that a uh, Marxist mafia Democrat is going to move into their area and destroy their state. It's true. It's the biggest fear. I know it's the biggest fear in Florida down here, in South Florida where I am. I guarantee I will only move people in of good conscience, capitalists, people who believe in America. I will not move a Democrat in. But it's a fear. It's nice to see these states now are having good people step to the plate to take offices and guarantee future success. Indiana is doing that, and we have a good person running for it. I know he's a good person because... I was told he's a good person by somebody I truly respect. He is a close friend of Steve Cortez, and that's good enough for me. Although I've argued with Steve Cortez on certain positions, I respect him for a good, honest man, and he would not give me a scoundrel. But we're going to put him on the grill. So let's bring on Diego Morales. He is running for the Secretary of State of Indiana. How are you, Diego? Thank you for joining me. Absolutely, Sean. Good to be with you. And, you know, I was looking forward to be at the Sean Thompson show tonight. So <laughs> can't wait to talk to you about my vision, my qualifications, and why I'm running for Indiana Secretary of State. I love it. I love it. So give us a little background because I honestly, I, I you know, I just uh, uh, texted you the, uh, yesterday. I wanted you on the show. I want to help you. I want to help all states put good people in who want to support American principles. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, first of all, Diego Morales, U.S. Army veteran running for Indiana Secretary of State because I want to be the defender of our election. If we don't protect our elections now, Sean, I'm afraid we're not, we're not going to have a country soon. You know, and here is why. Here is what I, why I'm running for Secretary of State. You know, my story, my life as a first-generation immigrant who came to America the right way, the legal way, respecting the rule of law, because we are a nation of laws. I fled a small country in Central America, right next to Nicaragua, in the middle of Cuba and Venezuela, three communist countries. My wife, Sidonia, grew up in Eastern Europe. In fact, she grew up when it used to be communism in Eastern Europe. So we fled the evil uh, of communism in these countries to come to America, to the promised land of, in, my, in our case, of Indiana. Listen, I don't want Indiana and America to become a socialist country, a Marxist country, a communist country. This is why I'm running for Secretary of State, because I believe protecting our liberties, our freedoms, starts at the ballot box starts at the polls, and I'm the only candidate who brings this story that I want to wake up our fellow Americans to say, wake up, 
We need to protect our country. And I truly believe it starts at the ballot box. That is why I'm running for Secretary of State, Sean. Diego, I had the, um, the honor of growing up with somebody who was the descendant of people who were Cuban uh, refugees mm-hmm. in exile. And the love of the, the country that I saw that, that they had, as I would go to school and see sixth and seventh generation Americans try to subvert the principles of Americanism and, and, and advocate for a collective top-down socialist country, it really helped my belief that, the, that what would save America is what built America. People fleeing totalitarian corrupt hellholes around the world to come and enjoy and take advantage of liberty and freedom. So when I heard your story, I'm going to tell you right now, you have my absolute and total support. But before I give you money, which I'm going to do if you answer the questions correctly, did you, <laughs> like some of the people who are running for Secretary of State in Illinois, have a family bank that was involved in numerous loan and corruption scandals? These aren't supposed to be hard ones, babe. Are you there? Did we lose? Hello, are you? Yeah. All right. Cool. That's, that's a rough question to, to lose me on. Now, I just want to clarify because I'm comparing you to what we have running for Secretary of State in Illinois. Do you have a family bank steeped in scandal, corruption, that was seized by the federal government? No. The answer right. is no. Okay. There you go. <laughs> we got the first one right. Now, did you ever, were you ever involved with the state 529 investment firm that lost? what we think is close to $170 million and have to settle with a uh, Wall Street firm? No, the answer is no. Boom. Now you just got a donor, you see? Because right now you're better than the lead candidate and the people running for Secretary of State in Illinois. So I want to tell you, I, I, I'm really excited about it, and I love the story of you marrying a woman who came from Eastern Europe and you coming from Central America. I want to also ask you, when you hear the American Marxist, also calling himself a Democrat, advocate for the absolute and total top-down control and with the hint of corruption that you specifically are used to in your Central American Marxist corrupt society, does it just is that what made it so you had to run and you had to say, I'm going to stick myself out there and I'm going to try and save it before it's too late? You know, that, that, so here is exactly how my story started, Sean. When uh, we had the, the privilege and the honor to, to come to America the right way, I arrived in a small little town, to me the best small town in America, called Salisbury, Indiana, in Clark County, all the way down south by Louisville, Kentucky. You know what I experienced? What I experienced was nothing but kindness and grace and people just welcomed me. I was the only Hispanic in my high school. But people really, really helped me and encouraged me to, to be better. And that's exactly what I did. When you ask me these two questions, you know what? My answer was no, 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 because I don't owe anything to anybody. If I have something, I have earned it through hard work and dedication. When I went to Indiana University, I was working two to three jobs to pay for my college, learning the language, and, you know, adjusting into the culture. When I went to Purdue University to pursue my MBA, the same. I was paying for my own college, you know. When I went to study overseas, postgraduate education in business, I pay for it. So no one has given me anything, and this is exactly what I like to share with others. There, you know, there is 
There is no handout. I don't believe on handout. I believe on earning what I want in life, and this is why I I want to earn every single delegate support in Indiana. To your audience in Northwest Indiana, you know, Lake County, Porter County, Laporte County, you know, if you are a delegate, I want I want to have the honor to earn your support because that's the only way I'm used to it. You know, by earning everything I have through hard work and dedication, you know, so that's my, the story of my life. And, you know, one of the things that I share is that we need to clean the voter rolls, the voter file list. We need to strengthen voter ID laws. ID laws are not racist. It's just common sense. When the liberals talk about, well, that's racist, you know, uh, minorities don't have an ID. To me, it's actually racist to think that minorities don't have an ID, because they do. All minorities that I know, they have an ID. So let's ask everybody to show an ID when they go to the port. I know Illinois, they don't even request IDs, which is crazy to me. You no, know, you, I could do, be running you, for you could vote and kill your baby in Illinois with very little uh, identification. I wanted to ask you, first of all, I want, to, I, I want to say this to you, and I want you to understand that I, I am not... I'm just trying to convey something to you that I think we need to start doing. And what that is, we have a habit in this country, and it's a long habit of 50 years, of calling the communists and the Marxists and the socialists and the collectivists liberal. When the reality is, guys like me and you, who believe that people are the king of their castle and have unalienable rights, you and I are the liberal. So when you speak of these people, do not give them that virtue shield. They are totalitarian Marxist scum, and I really want to take back that word liberal, and I think people like you can help me do that. I also now understand, after hearing you, why Mike Pence made you a senior advisor. Can you tell us a little bit how you got involved with that? That's great. So, you know, when I, um, my first job was when I was in college, uh, at congressman, a candidate running for Congress actually came and spoke to the college Republicans, believe it or not, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and I was already involved. I'm a lifelong Republican myself. So I was at the CR meeting. I met this congressman, and then I went to work for him. Through him, I met uh, back then uh, Mike Pence. He was the congressman, and he's been seeing my growth, obviously, throughout the years. And then when, as I was preparing myself, you know, I used to work for the Indiana Secretary of State to learn how to run the Secretary of State's office. Because, you know, if I want to be the next chief election officer, I need to know how to run that office. And so I've been there, done that. And then uh, when I was already pursuing my education overseas, I came back. uh, And after I came back serving in the U.S. military as well, I I had this opportunity uh, to work for the governor, or the new governor-elect for the state of Indiana in 2012. So I was approached to, to help, and I said, absolutely, you know. And then uh, I was given the opportunity to, uh, first of all, uh, be the director of community relations. But also I wanted to prove myself. By proving myself, and then I was uh, promoted to, on senior to be the senior advisor. And one of the things that I like to share on the campaign trail now, Sean, is because my work, what I was doing for the state of Indiana, first of all, I learned how to run an efficient state government. But number two, I focus a lot on economic development, on attraction of jobs. And that's something that I like to do under the business division of the Secretary of State's office. My job when I was in the governor's office was 
to go overseas. You know, I, I, I went to India. I was in Brazil. I was all over the world attracting, in, attracting investment to Indiana, therefore creating jobs for my fellow Hoosiers. In January 2013, the unemployment rate in Indiana was at 8.4%. Four years later, we brought it down to 4%, more than half. That's because people like me and others were out there selling Indiana and attracting investment. Why? Because I know the world. I speak several other languages. And I utilize my skills and talent and my education to attract investment to Indiana. So that's exactly. So I've been lo- always looking for ways to give back to Indiana and to give back to my fellow Hoosiers. And now running for Secretary of State is my way to continue to repay my debt of gratitude to all of them. Well, I got to tell you, I'm I, I'm very impressed with you, and uh, I like the idea that people are attracting investment rather than bribing companies to move to places like Chicago and like Illinois in general. When you see the plan of a state right next door to you, like Illinois, which is to bribe companies to come there through various mechanisms, not just tax abatements, but outright money and development of facilities, it, that's not something you would ever advocate for Indiana, would you? Well, Illinois, uh, as we say here in Indiana, <laughs> Illinois is, is another different state. Uh, as I said, uh, you got, uh, well, not you, but the state, unfortunately, they don't believe on uh, showing an ID when you go to the polls. Just right there, it tells you how corrupt it is. You know, yes. I don't, but I would never advocate for that. I, I give you another example. We're doing better than Michigan, even than Ohio. Um, you know, the, the Kentucky Secretary of State has endorsed me. Why? Because he's a Republican. You know, I, I, someone asked me, Do, would you accept the, the endorsement of the Illinois or Michigan Secretary of State? I said, no, they're Democrats. I said, I'm not a Democrat. And, and pro, most likely they will never endorse me anyway, you know? So, now now uh, you got uh, it. Now I'm endorsing you. I'm not waiting. I'm not asking you. I endorse you. So where can the people go to help you? So they can always go to diegoforindiana.com. That's our website, uh, diegoforindiana.com. But also my social media is at C. Diego Morales, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, girl, all of that, uh, you know, at C. Diego Morales. Uh, my please right now is for uh, your audience in Northwest Indiana mainly because they're the ones most likely li- listening to you, is to please sign up to become a state delegate. Uh, you know, the deadline to become a state delegate here in Indiana is February 4th at 12 p.m. noon. They will be the ones who will be on the ballot in May at the May primary, and they will be the ones who will vote for me at the June 18th convention here in Indiana. That's where my race is. So my plea is to obviously encourage everyone to sign up to be delegate, and then therefore I will have the honor to earn their support and to answer any questions they may have. You ask me some tough questions, and that's what I've been telling everyone all over the 92 counties of the state of Indiana. Ask me any questions, because I'll tell you this. The establishment of the party, they're going to come after me. They're going to pay me on every way. I'm seeing it happen with Gary Rabine. That's why I always say Pritzker should do his commercials from Oberweiss's Deli. It is corruption through and through. And uh, that's why I like you. You know, Steve told me you were going to face some some pushback from the establishment Republicans. And uh, I I, I could tell I like you. I just don't ever want to find out your family owns a bank that's corrupt with the Democrat unions and mafia. Because if it is, brother, 
I got to have to drive to Indiana, and you don't want that, right? Well, you have you can sleep well because I don't own a bank. I don't have anything of that. I'm just, uh, you know, uh, a regular guy who who has been working hard since day one when I arrived in America with nothing, even with zero English, to be honest with you. Up till now, if I have something, that's because, first of all, uh, the Lord God has given me the strength and power to do this. And number two, you know, I've been working hard to have what I have in life. And uh, well, I sleep well every night. Don't owe anything to anybody, and look, this is probably why people, uh, the establishment, they may or may not, they may not support me because they know they cannot control me. They know I can well, make my own. You, you've got support in me, and it's um, one more time the website before I hang up on you. DiegoForIndiana.com and social media at C Diego Morales. I wish you the best of luck. It would be a blessing in Indiana, and you would help the Illinoisans who are planning to move there. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate you coming on, and I really do wish you the best of luck. Thank you, Sean. Please tell your audience to vote for Diego Morales for Secretary of State. God bless you all. Take care. Thank you. We'll be back after this. You know, it's an interesting thing, this this game of uh, second-party protection and corruption. As Diego was speaking... I was thinking about my friend Gary Rabine and the emails he's getting, the uh, guarantees of funding if he removes himself from the office, all coming from the Republican scourge as they put up Democrat frauds like that moron from Aurora or, or Silicon Valley funded stalking horses like the, uh, the, the wannabe Brad Pitt, Jesse Sullivan. I, I, I can't help but notice it will be the Republicans that the honest Republican has the hardest fight with. Because if we make our, our, our argument of freedom versus tyranny, of capitalism, really called propertyism, versus socialism and the collective, we're going to win. But they're never going to be able to build that corrupt oligarch system of the RNC. And that's what they're going to protect. That's why you're going to get Adam Kinzinger's. He has his key to the castle. Liz Cheney. Mitt Romney, old lady face, Mitch McConnell, captain of the ship, and not one of his wife's family's shipping empire ships. It's a disgrace. Because what no one wants to tell you is there's big, big, big money that good people give and corrupt companies shell out to bastardize our politics in this country. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Because with their favoritism, you get trillions of dollars in fraud bills versus producing a product to a consumer for an honest profit. All those people who have told you your life that crime doesn't pay never looked at the wealth of a congressman or a senator or a mayor. Never looked at the wealth and the power of a corrupt socialist oligarch. That's why it's time to clean our own house. That's why you support individuals, not the party. Don't you give one penny to the RNC. Not a penny. You give it to select politicians who speak about America with love and appreciation and understanding. That's the difference. That's what separates us. I'll be back after this. When I talk and say back, you click the button there, tiny hands. Oh, I love this song, King. Good song, man. 
and start again. Yeah, we're going to listen to that. Where I go. Send it to me. Will you kid text it to me? Went through the Bluetooth. Thank you very much. You know, this uh, this Kathy, uh, what is it, Huckle, Hackle, this New York dimwit, she was a Republican. Did you know that? She was a Republican for a long time. Makes sense when you hear this kind of nonsense. I always like when parents, instead of talking about to their kids about the righteousness of liberty and freedom, the ideals of the enlightenment of unalienable rights to the individual, not the government, turning yourself over, turning your kids over to what we've lived through for two years. We are now in our second year. Actually, we're entering our third of the pandemic. Third year. To hear a mother talk about her kid and how she's taught him to be a slave makes me sick. And I think it's going to make a lot of people sick. Here she is in all her glory. First, we had Nick Nipples Cuomo. You know, with the Pierce nipples. Now we've got this genius that replaces them. Um, regarding the mask mandates, I want to know if the state has a particular number, whether that be like the test positivity rate or hospitalization rate, that when we go under that, the mask mandates will be lifted, or is the state playing that by you? We're not playing it by ear. We're going to be driven by data and look at what we what our situation was prior to the mandates and assess, was that the right number to go back to? I can't say with certainty, but that is a starting point to look at the number before we instituted these. We instituted these because we saw the storm coming our way. We watched. And what they instituted was a failure. They guessed they are the keystone government and they're morons. But what they're doing is passing down slavery and servitude to their children. The global trends, we saw how quickly this escalated upward in other countries like England and South Africa, and we knew that could hit us. That's it why we like took steps. Literally the day the first case arrived in New York State, which was December 2nd, and announced these the first series of restrictions on going up for the next couple of weeks. So I think about this a lot. I'm not going to operate in a vacuum. We're going to have data and experts and people who know a lot about what the next trends are. But I am really looking forward to lifting them. I truly am. I know people are tired, but I also will say one thing. You'll be free. She wants you to be free. You just can't be for a little while. About the kids. My daughter had a meltdown over having to put sneakers on to go to kindergarten. She got used to wearing sneakers in school. I mean, just... They, they adapt better than adults do. And I'm really proud of the parents who made sure that their kids understood this is for their safety and got it done. But we're looking forward to the day we can lift the school as well as the, uh, the business. You know, that's an interesting idea. Kids adapt to totalitarianism easier than adults. Kids don't have the IQ to understand their individuals. You can abuse them the easiest in a totalitarian society. See, that's the goal of all Marxists, of all tyrants. Just get to that next society. You know, like the Hitler Youth? They were marching around, swearing at Jewish people. They were spewing that Third Reich BS, just like the kids in New York, just like so many of the kids in Illinois. You can teach them at a young age. You teach them at a young age to turn your mind and your future over. We call them ghettos in Chicago. You teach them at a young age how to be slaves, 
to a corrupt system that doesn't have the authority you give it. It doesn't have the authority you give it. Not even close. And everybody knows it. Even once in a while, some Democrats scum judges. But now Suzanne Wall, who is a resident here in Highland Park and joins us now, tells me that she sees it differently. And Suzanne, you said you you did a survey over the weekend. First of all, I thought that was the clip about the uh, Texas judge making the mandate illegal for federal um, employees. But this is the Highland Park mandate that our caller earlier was talking about that's happening on Sunday. And what did you see at local businesses? Well, please zoom in on this. You can see what we saw. We uh, canvassed a group of us, including my 13-year-old daughter who took the photos. We canvassed over 20 restaurants in this downtown area on uh, Saturday the 15th. And this is what we saw. Empty dining rooms. The business owners, the restaurants, our mandate in Highland Park, the sole mandate in Lake County, is a little bit unlike the other mandates because it's sole targets restaurants. It doesn't include gyms. Oh. Uh, yes, it doesn't include entertainment venues. Um, this is why we're having the... Re- More that they're just making it up. They're just making it up. But back to the governor in New York teaching her daughter to be a slave and proud of the other parents that taught their daughters and sons to be slaves. This requirements, we truly am. That'll be a very fabulous day. That means that we've turned the corner in a way that we don't feel like we're going to be sliding backwards anytime soon. It had reminded me of a clip that Dan Proft played on his show earlier. And it was easy because um, this is a clip that among the Democrat elites, among the government propagandists at CNN, this is prior to, uh, what is her name, Melissa Harris Perry becoming a CNN opinion giver and getting her own show where she makes $30,000 a day. She was ahead of her time 10 years ago. We have never invested as much in public education as we should have because we've always had kind of a private notion of children. Your kid is yours and totally your responsibility. We haven't had a very collective notion of these are our children. So part of it. Now, now think about that in the setting of teaching kids to be slaves. And then think about America in 20 years because we can't push back two years of tyranny that a government didn't have the power to implement. It didn't have the power. We gave it to them. Now, granted, they extorted us. They threatened us. They guaranteed intimidation, as they do now at Ferret Face Merrick Garland, Department of Justice, as he is more than willing and bragging about a DOJ Gestapo to investigate people who speak about America like I do and freedom like I do, and you think. Because what they like are the corrupt politicians, the the moron Democrat, who teaches their kid to be a slave. That's the favored student. There's a problem when, when, with what happens when Democrats are in charge. Your future is stolen. Mediocrity becomes normal. Settling for mayhem is what your life consists of day in and day out. Because for the reasons... That Diego Morales, his wife, hundreds of millions of other former Soviet, communist, Marxist citizens risked their life and fled to this country. It wasn't to imitate those governments. It was to never deal with them again. The saddest realization here is that it's only those citizens that understand what we're dealing with that will throw it off. 70%, 80% of Americans 
think you should teach your kid how to be a slave. And you should teach him how to conform rather than question. Because after all, how else could these corrupt bastards stay in power? 312-642-5600. You tell me when we get back from this break. We have to reestablish Americanism. The only way to save this country is by putting people in places who have an understanding and a respect and a love for an Amer- Americanism. I thought it was wonderful to talk to Diego earlier. I also think it's wonderful now to talk to my friend and who I endorse for governor of Illinois, Gary Rabine. Gary, how are you, buddy? Hey, Sean, I'm doing great. Just, just uh, got back into town. Wonderful, wonderful. <laughs> so when you, when, you, um, when you hear governors like Holcomb in New York, and I'm not sure if I'm saying her name right, and I don't care. When you hear her cheer the idea that she was able to teach her kid to be a slave, not only put on sneakers, but put on her mask, and she celebrates the fact that other parents are champions of, of, of righteousness by teaching their kids how to capitulate with mindless totalitarianism, does it make you want to really run for governor even more, or does it make you say, ah, time to buy my own island? What do you think? Yeah, you know what? It really makes me, I mean, this is a country that's given me so much, Sean, that, and the state has given me so much and build something, right? And, and so it gives me more, uh, more, more initiative in my, you know, to, to run harder, faster, work 100 hours a week to make sure I do win. Uh, you know, crazy people like that leading government, it, it's, uh, it's, am- it's amazing that people can elect people like this in office. And, uh, and again, I, I, I want to inspire good people that are not politicians to run for office in the future. And when I win and I, and I lead with, with, with the, the, the ability to use my common sense and never be bought, my goal is that other people will be inspired to do the same thing. So there's another uh, nefarious kind of uh, scoundrel at work in our political system, and that is the, the corrupted Republican who has made a killing on being second place. I used an analogy earlier. I'm sure you didn't hear it because you were on a plane. I said that I think Pritzker should shoot his commercials from an Oberweiss dairy with a big, fat bucket of milkshake in his lap because they're two peas in a pod. Do you think I'm wrong? You know what? Uh, there, there's a lot of establishment Republicans in our state, in our state that I'm finding out are, are you know, definitely um, you know, no better than, than, the, than the far left. Uh, yeah, because they, they, they pretend to be one thing and they're not, right? And uh, it's a sad thing when you see somebody who is... Of good intention. You know, and I, I've been open with my audience. I've, I've told them what I've told you. I would like you to buy a house by me and come down here. I think um, the Illinois citizen is corrupted. You disagree with me, and I hope you're right. I hope to God you're right. I think there's a, someone else who's being taken advantage of, and that's Ken Griffin. And I think he's being taken advantage of by scoundrels who like Illinois in second place, who like a corrupted Illinois, and they're misusing this guy who probably has the best intentions. And they're conning him in order to uh, bring in their corrupt cabal. You think I'm way off on that? No, I mean, I, I just don't understand how, you know, a, a, and I've heard great things about Ken Griffin, actually. I do have friends of mine that are friends with him, you know, sort of hardworking, um, you know, guy that did it on his own. And yeah. uh, But, but you know, he may be far away from the decision to, 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 to invest money in, in politics or philanthropic stuff. I know he does a lot of great philanthropic stuff too, but you know, he probably doesn't have, doesn't have time to actually invest a lot of time to, to investigate to this stuff. And that might be what's going on. Right. 
So other people I mean, it's the only way else he could throw it. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows the truth, and there's all rumors. But it appears that he threw his money behind the Democrat moron from Aurora who's pretending to be a Republican as he makes fun of Republicans on his off time. Um, and this, to me, is something that I think is, is outrageous, and it's offensive to somebody who wanted to put a, a fight. The one thing I'll say about you, you and I disagree. I said, Gary, save your money. Let me make you money, brother. You said, no, I'm going to save the state of Illinois. I, we disagree because I think there's too few Republicans to save the state. After all, I've only got about 10% of the state that listen. Those are the only good ones as far as I'm concerned. They can't win an election. You've got housewives. You've got self-loathing trust fund babies who vote for uh, Laura Underwood, who vote for uh, Sean Caston, who uh, have supported the the most feckless and, and moronic quasi-Democrats calling themselves Republicans. But you said, no, I'm going to put my money where my mouth is, and I'm going to burn it up as much as I can to save this great state that gave me all these assets. And I give you nothing but credit. Are you getting more optimistic or less pessimistic? As I, as I run around the state, I'm, I'm, I'm getting more optimistic because I'm finding many people that have never been involved, engaged in politics at all. They're coming out to the, these events that we're having, and, and not just my events, but other, other political events I'm seeing. And, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited because we, we've, I would say that a few years ago, the, the, our, our, our suburban moms um, didn't, you know, what, the, the safety wasn't the biggest issue for them. Um, indoctrination of their kids was not a big issue to them. And taxation wasn't as big of an issue to them. But when we're, when we're, when we're ruining our, 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 our society, the most dangerous society in the country now, right, with, with, with lawlessness, when we're indoctrinating our kids and they're, and they're figuring this out and parents and great moms and dads don't have a chance to, to even to, to have, to, to have a, a word in the fight, okay? And, and lastly, when we have a governor that tried to push uh, income tax across the board, instead he didn't get that, so he raised 20-some taxes, so he's getting three, over three billion in, in extra tax to make up for the tax he missed. Okay, when many parents, when I look at parents that were middle, even left, yeah. are coming our way. Gary, police are coming our way. I wish you the I'm best. I'm optimistic. I wish you the best of luck. You know, I completely endorse you. I think you're the only one that can pull, you can save the, the state. If you win, I want you to win. I still only have a couple Sean, of real estate. Sean, did, you see the, did, did you see the polls that came out today? No. Where are you? I'm on top, baby. Love it. Gary Rabine. Gary Rabine for governor. We'll be back after this. I love it. We'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Yes, my California connection. We had an interview scheduled with one of my favorite people to interview, Judd Dunning. And he, they said, well, he's on a plane. I said, so what? I just assumed it was his plane. Judd Dunning is a conservative writer, comedian, producer, host of the comic late-night political news podcast TV show on YouTube, among other places. You can find him all over the place. He's an avid writer. He's written article after article. Why does he not have a plane? We're going to ask him right now. Judd, where is the uh, the Judd Dunning Air, Air Force plane? What's going on here? 
shot. It's a pink plane because uh. I'm a Californian cultural Marxist pinko. Yeah. So you can just look up. You can see us coming anywhere. But then we land in Chicago and people are leaving Chicago in pink planes. That's true. So it's getting That's confusing. True. It's true. It's true. The whole damn thing is getting confusing. And you wrote an article that dropped, I believe, today that I love to it talk did. about. I, I love to talk about this. And the reason I love to talk about this is I believe and have believed that since, since the, the whole January 6th thing happened. I don't know if I ever told you this. The morning of January 6th, I was getting on a plane going to Florida. I had tweeted, we have a, a political commentator in Chicago who they are the scourge of the earth because this guy is actually doing a political commentator news show from a chair that is from the Cook County Board. They have these very specific green leather chairs. He is a political apparatchik. He's a Democrat mafia spin artist. And I made fun of him because he also looks like Boris Karloff and Lon Chaney had a, had an unholy forest preserve baby. And that's all I said. And, he's, and I got on the plane. When I landed, this is before the mayhem, my Twitter account was seized, along with 34,000 other political commentators and guys who were smart asses around the nation. And then we saw what happened. When I looked at the video, I saw that 110-pound girl get shot in the neck. And this is from a guy who's been arrested more than a couple times. And I saw, why didn't the cop grab her by the hair? She clearly had her hands open. Why didn't he grab her by the hair and throw her on the ground? Instead, he shot her point blank in the neck. And then we now see all of the other mayhem. And we see Ray Epps. And we see Ted Cruz asks point blank FBI hierarchy. Who is Ray Epps? Were there FBI people involved? So to me, I am now characterizing it as the most successful FBI, CIA, black ops operation in American history. Do you think I'm way off base? No, I don't. And actually, when I turn in articles to some of the news channels, and you, if you say false flag, if you say operation, although we watched the coordination of BLM through 279 other riots with 40 murders take place, that we're supposed to think when people are saying fed, 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 and pointing, and the fact that people, here's what's crazy, people have even been identified, some of the main players, as leftists, as hard leftists, but it's not mainstream news. So, of course, there was manipulation of this great event. I mean, everything we could do, Trumpism, climatism, racism, vaxism, I always say the big four, any way they can take them out. And this is their golden point. And the thing is, they, they still have nothing else. They've achieved nothing. They've done nothing except tear down our country. So it's almost laughable to watch them go back and stimulate January 6th, and now they're going after the Trump children and trying to get into his accounts. People are like, hey, leave the country. But, Judd, this is a formula that works. I'm a history buff, always have been. Fascinating. I had uncles that fought in World War II. So as a young kid, little kid, I would see my uncles talk about the Third Reich. So I got, really got involved in it. And it's, it's an interesting timeline of how the Nazis were elected. They were elected. Most people think that they weren't. They were elected. And they really secured the elections after the burning of the Reichstag. And you come to find out history proves beyond the shadow of a, a doubt it was the Nazis that burned their version of the Congress called the Reichstag as they blamed the mm -hmm. communist who was their political adversary. And the people were so terrified of communist violence, they unanimously put in the Nazis. The, the National Worker Social Party of Germany. California, 
is another great example. You found out recently, in the last 18 months, you had a sociology professor setting fires that have burned thousands and thousands of acres. Yet, outside of California, outside of people in the know who, who want to do the research, they're blaming global warming. This type of, of violence, spun the proper way, has a very specific effect, and it works every single time. And that's what I think is happening, and that's why we have this phony baloney committee that doesn't want to look at the insider trading wealth of, what, 80% of Congress birthing peoples and other, and countless senators. So to me, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I'm a fearful that it will, in fact, work as so many of these scandalous, nefarious actions have worked throughout history. Yeah, in my article, Sean, we talked about Alexander Hamilton, the Federal State, which is number 25. And he said, uh, we knew that we Americans trust the we, the people, more than government. The people that are most commonly most in danger and the means of injuring their rights are the people, the possession of those to whom they entertain the least suspicion. So, I mean, we're talking about the FBI. We're talking about the, DO, the DOJ at this point. We're talking about uh, a weaponized and politicized uh, medical field. So we're starting to have all these trusted institutions that are willing to do whatever they have to do to win. By the way, that's American. That's not a problem. I, I'm fine with that. Do whatever you have to have to do to win. We're an equal, we're an equal opportunity, not outcome country, which is what the, the risk in, involved there is. But now, uh, these, you're, this is like, for example, you know, I'll, I'm going to go a little far here, but in, in Freudian theory, when does it, when does a civilization fall? A civilization falls when the, when the father-daughter taboo is broken. A society goes into a Caligula-like demise, right? The society has lost its way. Well, when your DOJ, your justice system, is being infiltrated and contaminated and your Supreme Courts are being contaminated, we are in a degradation cycle of trust in America. So I think... I, 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 nobody who's listening to the show thinks you're stretching saying that there was uh, people taking advantage of this opportunity to harm the Trump legacy. And you know, the serious thing about Trump, the serious thing about Trump was he was about to outdo the supply side economic boom of Thatcher and Reagan. And yeah. he's right on the track for, for the second four years. Look at their administration. The second four years, people were unlimited in the in unprecedented growth that became dynamic. And if you know how wealth works, it has a dynamicism, affluence, currency, the current. There's a current that moves. Our country was moving away from the socialist vision for our future, and they did anything and everything they could to destroy it. And they did a great job. By the way, some very smart people on the left that knew how to tie COVID into mail-in ballots and to tie it into everything else that was going in the country and create hate. It's pretty easy to create hate. You know, when you said the father-daughter thing, I thought for sure you were going to go into the uh, Biden daughter lost diary, and I said, Whew, don't do that. You know, it's a family show, there you go. and we don't want to tie in right. that creepy pedophile whisper he's got going every time he opens his mouth. But I will say this. I have been very critical of the FBI, and I will say it for this reason. I'm from Chicago. Chicago has the most successful political mafia that this country has ever seen. For 50 years, one very tiny person with smaller hands than my producer, Squirrel Hands Pete, has been running this city like Al Capone would blush. And the FBI has an office a mile and a half away from his office. And yet here we are 
where the scandal took 50 years to break and the indictments are supposedly out, yet nobody goes to court, nobody goes to jail. To me, I really do now, when I see what happened with Merrick Garland releasing the FBI on the parents that went to the school board meetings, when I see the Department of Justice get a new wing, and I don't know why they need it, Homeland Security, FBI, now we've got another investigative agency that will investigate People that talk of freedom, liberty, and American principles and label them domestic terrorists. I'm starting to get very pessimistic, and I want to saw Florida off at the border, but I, no one will give me a quote on a price. Can you help me with this? <laughs> As I said, it's funny. In my article, I, I also talked about overcompliance. It's called The Religion of Overcompliance and Overreliance. You can find it at Newsmax, Judd Dunning. I really... There's two places to be free, AM radio, and the other one is, is columns. It's really where you really get to get into opinion because you have to defend yourself. And I said, now America needs to stop following New York and California. We need to follow Texas. We need to follow Florida. We need to follow America back to, to, to its roots. You're, you're dead on with this principle. You know, I mean, I don't know if I can say this in here. I'm not worried about it. This is uh, metaphorical, what I'm saying. But there is a point where you're going to run into the Second Amendment in America. People, if, if a plutocratic, plutocratic globalist elite doesn't care, and we keep degrading society and our justice system, if we head toward a third world country, uh, this is this country is going to have a real rebellion. I mean, there's going to be. A but the rebellion, to me, we, to me, it's in it's it's in the documents. You don't need you don't need the violence per se. The violence, to me, isn't something that is a real solution, because after all, we're already the united, extorted states of America. You know, I mean, we should even drop united. We just call us the extorted states of America. But if you ideologically review what the states' rights are, federalism in general, there doesn't have to be violence. Um, You know, we've got a rogue government, rogue, that has crammed bills, has lied to the people about debt, has misappropriated funds, and continues to. The story I just, I just played yesterday in California of the tens of millions of dollars of PPE that was ordered and wasted and burned and chopped up, this is something that I think citizens need to remove themselves from these kind of areas where there is no repercussion. And this is commonplace because what you come to find out is the bureaucracies are just littered with people most of whom have political connections to the party of power in that state, in that locale. And it's time to just say, you Democrat states, buy out the people that want to sell their house. After all, you're taxing them on value of the house, right? So if Cook County says, Cook County, Illinois says, your house, we're going to charge you taxes on $480,000. Give me the four eighty, and I'm getting the hell out of here. And you just do it civilly. Because I don't want to advocate any kind of violence against other American kids who have been taught by both Marxist teachers and moron parents to advocate for something this country stands diametrically opposed to, and that is collectivism. So what I want to do is just say, you go your way, I'll go my way. I think it's time for a civil divorce. And after all, I don't want to even live around them. They don't make good neighbors. And uh, I like my car. I hate the idea I have to give it to one of these D students that uh, you know needs a ride. I don't like ghetto ride share. So I want to just separate. It doesn't happen in good communities. It doesn't happen by good people. Because what we have is a battle of the good versus the evil. It's not political nuances. This is now people who advocate for, for criminals to run the streets and for people to be victims versus 
using law as a shield for those people. So they want to use it as a spear? Let's break it all. Let's break it all. You go your way, we'll go ours. You could have the Lori Lightfoots. You could have the any twosome newsomes, although I love California. It's gorgeous, but you ruined it. What do you think? Well the, 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 well, the challenge with that is, is that ultimately, when we, if we get into the politics of hate and separation, and we put everybody in the category, we're abandoned. There's six percent hard progressive left uh, in control of the majority of policies in liberal Democratic America. And I love Democrats. And Chicago's probably the essence of where you know the, the the noble need for labor unions. When it eventually came into our country, there was a need. I mean, there was. There was, we need monopoly laws. We need labor laws. We need to take care of them. That's all. That's changed over the years. We have so much structure now. You, what you have to know in government is you ram through laws to correct an issue when it's an actual issue. Then as soon as you can, you deregulate and you give that power back to the people. Or society adapts to a free market system. And our country has gone that way. There, we are self-regulating. Beautiful. We are greater than the leftist agenda. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's a great thought, Sean. I think at some part there are people that if they are aligned with evil in a sociopathic nature, they should be out of our inner circle. They've chosen that part of politics. But elsewise, yeah. you know, I think we always have to take the higher ground. I think we have and, to encompass them with patriotism, excellence, and love and say, hey, wake up. America is greater than your party. And, Judge, you know, it's funny you say that because to me the, the, the policies of hate are the policies of the Democrat, and, and, and I'm going to tell you why. It's built on bald-faced lies that never come true, and even not even close. It's built on the acceptance of, of, of not just corruption, but of coercion. We've got two years of, of being intimidated and coerced by totalitarian government. Two years of it. It came at the tail end of, of, uh, of Trump in very heavy Democrat-run states, and it's a guarantee since this moron was sworn into the usurpation office. So to me, the policy of, of corruption and coercion is a policy of hate. For me to want to get away from it isn't hate. In fact, what I'm advocating for is peace. It's a peaceful separation. I don't want my tax dollars going into their schemes, and I don't want to pretend that they're not lying to me when history shows they lie to me. And reality proves they lie to me. At this point... It's time to just say, ah, take your own states. After all, these states thrive. You know that. They're very financially successful. New York, New Jersey, Illinois, New- California. They're all really raking it in Rhode Island. All, all, all great states. Delaware. I mean, that is the tax cheat capital of, of, of the uh, Northern Hemisphere. It, it's just doing fine. So I think it could be sold. I think we could start by um, hopefully breaking the currency, because I don't want to wait for Vladimir Putin and Xi Jinping to do it. I'd rather do it myself, but I'm silly that way. I, I love this, this show. I, I hope people are, uh, the government's listening, because we're talking about forced, Joe Biden should be listening, because we're talking about forced secessionism. <laughs> and eventually running over a societal fracturing. Yeah. Uh, oh, they're listening you know. to me. And here's what I want the FBI agents, who I'm often hard on. Not all of them. I'm sure there's some good ones, like like Chicago teachers. But for the most of them, I have a watch that I left at some tramp's house in the 80s. It's a Gucci with 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 a lizard band. I really want it back. Could you, those guys ask their wives because they always married a Tom Picks. If you wouldn't mind. I'd like to know where my watch is. And in the meantime, go ahead, because I'm going to always talk about freedom, and I will never be intimidated, not by the FBI, the DOJ, or any other Democrat operation. Yeah, amen. All right, see? No, we you know, a positive note. Said, amen, amen. Do we have more time, or are we have to get... Yeah, go, go right ahead, go right ahead. No, I was just going to say, you know, progressive, and you said something that's so important, that progressivism's intentions 
remain full of non-executable, lofty ideals at odds with the true nature of humanity and reality itself. It's not only good or evil, it's the reality of humanity itself. The very idea that government itself can protect people from all the pains and inequality of life remains folly. Nothing gives rise to a, you know, a triumph than this false new sense of, of liberalism. There's nothing to promise. It's a completely empty promise. So yeah. really, you know, those of us that are patriotic, we're just rationally telling our, our good people, it's like, hey, you, you don't need anything that has to offer. You just get out there, work hard. And, and the real- take that next noble moment with with a person you love, and let let the left hand not know what the right hand is doing. There, and that's why really simple. That's why we are the true liberals. I'm a liberal. I don't want anybody to control anybody. You are classically. You. Are. I am a liberal. And the people who say they are in this modern society are the fascist scum among us who refuse to admit their failures, who refuse to admit their corruption, in fact, advocate for acceptance of it. As you see, Nancy Pelosi have the audacity to put her name on a bill that's supposed to help insider trading. What a joke that is. But I do love you, Judd Dunning. We ran out of time. You are my friend. I want everybody to go and join you. Where can they find you? Yeah, I just want to say one last thing. I'll let you go. Yeah. You know, I, I tuned into Charlie Kirk. I'm like, oh, Sean's on today. I called in by accident. I called in again late. It, uh-huh. it was uh, Hannity or something. I thought it was you, man. I mean, you keep pounding the drum, buddy. You are one of the most important voices that are growing in the nation. I'm, I'm proud to know you. You can come and uh, follow me at juddunning.com. Uh, That's 3Ds, juddunning.com. But go to Newsmax, Judd Dunning. You can catch our articles and our show. Thank you so much for joining me. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. Let's all go to the live. Let's go to the movie. It's time for Friday Features with Sean. And now, on with the show. Man, oh man, I want to watch like some, uh, like, enemy of the state. I cannot believe the IRS wants you to take a selfie when you file your taxes. That's got to go to the Supreme Court. So we got to watch a Supreme Court movie. We got to watch a meatloaf movie, and we got to have some sort of great documentary. Uh, let's go to the lines. We have one line open, which is very rare on Misty's last day. Misty is the creator of Friday Features with me. The least you could do is call the show. John in his car. Yes. Uh, what doesn't kill you? The good uh, street movie, not as good as Thief, but uh, pretty darn good. Thief. I, I don't care when it's on. It's like that Western oh, with Kurt Russell. I can't oh, turn it off. I have to watch it no matter you where it is it. in the movie. Yeah, but what you doesn't kill you? You can't beat it, Slick. What? <laughs> yeah, what doesn't kill you? That right. Mark Ruffalo uh, is in it. Um, and then the guy from Training Day. Not, hell of an uh, actor. not Denzel, but the other guy. Mark yeah. Ruffalo, Real hell of an actor, an outright socialist, though. You know that, right? Mark Ruffalo's a Yeah, I have what he cares. Socialist. Who could care? No, I agree. All that. As long as he entertains me, that's all I care about. Shut up and dance. I like it. Yeah, Thank and, you, John. And, no, wait, hold on. I got a right. documentary for you, too. I'm Amazon listening. Prime. It's called Impossible Peace. It leads up the post-First uh, World War up to um, the World War II, but it really dives into uh, a lot of the things that happen. And I'm telling you, uncanny similarities. Of what's I'm watching it tonight. Really? I'm going to go get some yes. Thai street food, and I'm going to go watch that tonight. Thank you very much, brother. Yeah. I All right. Teresa, Gold Coast. Hey, Sean, tonight I'm going to rewatch Anchorman, the le- was it The Legend of Ron Burgundy? Yeah. Because he reminds me so much of Ted Baxter on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. That is a really funny movie. So I'm going to rewatch oh, that tonight. All right, very good. And you should, you should play on your other TV, 
um, old clips yep. of Chris Cuomo's show. That way it really makes sense to you. I like it. Thank it would. It would. That's exactly Thanks, Sean. Thank you very much, <laughs> Teresa. Oh, and I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> Go f*** yourself, San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never watched it. I might watch it, too. Dominic, Glendale Heights. Idiocracy. The, the coming of the Democrat Party. Unbelievable. Have if you I ever seen Idiocracy? I, I saw bits and pieces of it. If, if I remember correctly, isn't Taco Bell the only survivor in the future restaurants? It's either that or Demolition Man. I can't remember. No, that's Demolition Man. you got to watch Idiocracy because everybody is so, they don't even know how to grow plants. They don't even know. They think Mountain, Mountain Dew can't grow plants. And you just got to watch it. it. I can't explain. It's like everybody there is an AOC. Unbelievable. Oh, well, that would make a lot of sense. I like it. Thank you very much, Dominic. I have seen bits and pieces. Maybe I should watch the whole thing. I get just depressed because we are on track to land there more than we are 1987. John, in his car. Well, actually, I'm not in my car, but I need to make up for last week and recommend the president's analyst. I have never heard of it. It's a James Colburn movie from the 70s. Oh, my And he was the president's analyst, and he had a breakdown, and... I I can't start to describe the movie to you without it. it, it just, it's that great, good, huh? Well, I'm a I'm a huge James Coburn fan. Did you know that one of his closest friends was Bruce Lee? And did you know he had arthritis so bad that if you watch him in the movie Payback, I think it's his last movie with Mel Gibson. His hands are so bent, the poor guy. They said he lived in in, in unbelievable pain and uh, suffered with it for decades. I'm a big James Coburn fan. So I am going to watch it, John. Thank you very much. What do you got, a documentary? Yeah, it's an old one, but a good one. Food Incorporated. Saw it. Love it. Everyone should watch it. Excellent, excellent call. Thank you very much. Megan, Orland Park. Hey, Sean. Uh, I am so excited to be calling you today because I got a recommendation of a uh, of a documentary. I have actually two to share with you, but I got a recommendation today from a coworker. Haven't seen it yet, but I'm going to watch it tonight. It is right. called Class Action Park, and it's about a legendary um, legendary truth behind the New Jersey Action Park and its reputation as the world's most insanely dangerous amusement park. It was like in the seventies and the eighties. Six people died, a lot of accidents. Uh, Can't wait to watch it. What's the other one? The next next documentary um, is um, actually a miniseries about John Wayne Gacy. It was a five-part miniseries. And I thought I knew everything about him, but there's a lot that uh, I didn't know and probably a lot that your audience doesn't know about John Wayne Gacy. I recommend that one, too. One One of my closest friends in life, was was very good friends with his last victim, a kid from um, I believe it's it's Elmwood Park or Galewood, and he was the nicest kid in the world, and uh, he's one of the last victims that John Gacy had. It's a it's a, it's a nauseating thing, and uh, yeah, I wow. will watch it. Thank you, Megan. I appreciate it very much. Nick on the Northwest Side. Yeah, uh, I like to uh, recommend the Time Machine, the one the that's the original from 1960. And with Yvette Mimir, she died just a couple of days ago, and she was 22 years old when she made that movie. 
Really? Because they they remade it in the '80s, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, uh, I don't like. I saw some. I saw uh, the one in the '80s, but I never saw the original. So yeah, I will. I saw some uh, excerpts of that of yeah. the new one, or you call it a new one. And uh, I don't want to badmouth, but I'm just saying it, it didn't compare to me to a 1960 version. And uh, Rod Taylor, who played the time traveler from 1899 London. Yes. Uh, yes. He uh, he he's an Australian. He died about maybe a few years ago. William like Tuttle, that. the the William Tuttle, the uh, costume manager, this will be uh, the last thing. He's the costume manager. He died a long time ago. He also did costumes, for example, for Viva Las Vegas with Elvis Presley. You sure, know. classic. And, yeah, you know, and I think he didn't get them mixed up, though, in the movies. I think, you know, that was a few years before uh, the time machine. You know, I'm not I sure. I love it. You know, and the thing they made me little. They made movies like that without this computer-generated BS. That right, I, right, I turned yeah, on that, right. new, that Eternals, I lasted about four minutes. Get the hell out of here with that BS. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I told you, Misty, I said don't watch it. She, she watched it. She didn't listen to me, and she had a terrible experience. I hope the popcorn was good. Bob in Lockport. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Love your show. Thank you, Bob. appreciate you calling. My, my movie is Convoy. 1970s, right? Somewhere around there, yeah. I, I'll tell you what. I love this movie. I was a kid watching this movie. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. They, I tell you, that and Billy Jack were my 70s pick. Excellent movie. 1978, I was just a little bit off. Great movie, and it's got uh, Christopherson is in it, correct? Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh. Ernest Borgnine, the best, the ugliest actor and the best one ever. He looked like a Chicago Democrat. He looked like he should be giving these news conferences about the, the, the Omicron and the rest of it. Thank you very much, Bob. I appreciate it. He definitely was a short bus, but a hell of an actor. I think he won an Oscar for playing a short bus, if I'm not mistaken. Harry, Las Cruz, hey, New how Mexico. You doing, Good, Harry. How are yes, you? indeed. For, good. Formerly from Chicago, you know. I lived there 65 years, or a little more, actually. But my movie is uh, The Human Centipede. Never saw it. I'm embarrassed. Oh, if you if you want to be mortified, uh, grossed out, and laughing your ass off all at the same time, you're not sure if you're going to want to laugh or vomit. It's uh, <laughs> So it's like going to a, a Chicago City <laughs> town hall. All right. Very pretty good. Much, pretty much. Yeah, go watch this. You're going to go, eh, I All wish right. I could unsee some of this. Very good, very good. We went long with Harry, but it was worth it. We'll be back with the rest of your calls. 312-642-5600 after this. This might be the best segment uh, during the week. I love it. We'll be back. I'll tell you this, Misty Callahan. Sorry to see her go. She came up with this segment. Full board since the time I said we have one line open. So we're going to do this in order. Uh, Mike Elmhurst. Sean, what is up, brother? It's your favorite enemy of the Democrat scum and slayer of Taliban. I have a movie recommendation for you. <laughs> what do you got, babe? Uh, Open Range with Robert Duvall and Kevin Cosner. Absolutely love it. Love it. It's another Fantastic one that I've seen. Movie. I've seen, you know, 15 times. You catch it midstream. I even sit through the commercials on AMC to watch it. And I'm going to tell you something, Mike. I know somebody. I always liked Kevin Costner. It was something since he was young. I just liked him. I even liked when he did Waterworld. Everyone made fun of him. I liked him. I know somebody that knows him. He is as nice of a human being as you can imagine. 
He is so giving. He's just a wonderful guy. It's not even somebody related to him, and he, and he says they're his nephew and niece and that and the rest of it. He's just a wonderful guy. So that makes me even enjoy his stuff yeah, that, even better. That, that's so. good to know because I was actually talking to my boss about that this morning, and we were wondering, you know, what kind of, you know, he plays a good role, always plays these, like, you know, awesome rancher cowboy roles where he's a gunslinger and, you know, just a patriot kind of guy. He's and like you got to wonder, real life. What's, he like? what's, he, what's he like in real life? You know, I'm telling you, I know somebody boy. very well, and he's very kind to their, 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 their offspring. Very kind. He's a wonderful That's guy, so enjoy that. Mike, stay safe. Thank you very much. Tim, River Forest. Hi. Uh, I want to recommend um, The Fog of War. Uh, it's a documentary about Robert McNamara. Why do I know I read this? When did they release this? It's probably about 15, 20 years ago. I've seen it. Really it. Is gets it still into the available? nitty gritty. What's it? Is it still available on Prime? I know I've seen it recently. I don't really know. I haven't seen it in a few years, but if you haven't seen it, uh, it's something to see. Tim, I love the suggestion. Fog of War. I will definitely watch it by Monday. Duke of J. Hillside. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Good. How are you, buddy? Good. Good war. Oh, just great. Uh, good war movie, The Big Red One with Lee Marvin, 1980. Absolutely fantastic. I was a kid when I saw it in the theater, and that whole testicle thing is, uh, that'll make you cringe. I don't care how old you are. Love it. Thank you, Duke of J. Amen. Truly appreciate it. Bob, Park Ridge. Yeah, 60s, uh, Duval and De Niro, True Confessions, should have won an Academy Award. Best direction, best casting, best story, best script. Bob, I love it. Thank you very much. I didn't mean to do that. We got to go to the through. We only got Dave, Racine, Wisconsin. Okay, here goes two space movies. Uh, Maroon, nineteen sixty nine, with uh, Gregory Peck uh, and uh, uh, Gene Hackman, uh, Richard Crenna, uh, David Jansen, uh, based on the Martin Caden novel. The other is a one called Countdown. James Conn and Robert Duvall. Love it. Thank you for the suggestion. I have to get to my guy, Chuck Dullivan, Wisconsin. you got 20 seconds. Uh, movie by it was called Quest for Fire. Ron Perlman was in it, the Santa Arkin guy. It was a uh, Roman Polanski guy. And I the whole time they went, ooh, 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 and I understood every word in the movie. Who do you think dated younger girls, Woody Allen or Polanski? Polanski. Thank you. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Have a great weekend. Stay Democrat-free. We'll be back. Monday. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.